Hello, and welcome to the Grand Cinema Hotel, a podcast hosted by three friends who love cinema. I'm Nathan, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Gus and Alvaro. Tonight, you'll be staying in Room 121, X, the newest hardcore horror film directed by Ty West. So go ahead, get comfortable, and throw on that Do Not Disturb sign as we slash our way through X. And my wife, Pearl, is next door, so I would appreciate a little discretion. going on all you want to be porn stars thanks for checking back in the grand cinema hotel if you're listening on youtube don't forget to like comment and subscribe and if you're listening on spotify or apple podcasts hit that subscribe button and you can get weekly notifications on when we drop our newest videos so with that done let's get into it we got x this week this is a movie that i know we've all been anticipating i know we all kind of weren't really sure if this was going to be a hit or a miss if this was going to be a corn dog or a banger and I think it came out as an absolute banger. What do you guys think? Uh, I definitely agree. Uh, I think my expectations for this movie, I kept them low just because, like you said, it, it looked like it could be bad or, okay, it could be really good. Uh, it did turn out to be really good, and I think we all agree on that. Um uh, I've been waiting for a good slasher for a very long time because I feel like it's either something that is just uh, nostalgia, like the Freddies and the Jasons mm-hmm. of the world. Oh, that's a bad example. Michael Myers, because that's who keeps yeah. coming back, right? Um, <laughs> or it's just a slasher that's like ineffective and doesn't work. But I think this one is probably one of the best movies I've seen all year, not just horror movies. Oh, like yeah. Of, of what we've seen so far, I think this is a pretty much up there. I would agree. What about you, Ro? I think... Uh, just kind of agreeing with Gus, it um, that itch I had for a couple of years for a good slasher of like how people feel when they see Wes Craven scream. You know, like I like those movies, but they definitely still have a the campiness is I can't get over it. But um, after years of like Child's Play, Halloween, all like you know bring back of those old slashers, they all never really delivered. And this seemed to be with like even with their latest one, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it seemed like it could be a better like homage to the original Texas Chainsaw and I, I think it is um I think this movie definitely was better than I expected and I could see this movie I, I this movie's gonna be hard for me to see it not being in my top three for the rest of the year even though yeah. we just it kind of already just kind of started but I like really like this movie no, I would agree. I think that this one, yeah, like we said, like didn't really know what to think going into it, but this was just this hit on every single aspect. Like this had it was a lot of fun. Like it was funny. It was a good movie. Like the theater experience was so fucking enjoyable. Like I feel like we haven't been in a theater like that in a long time. Like, you know what Since I mean? Pre COVID. Yeah, like just everybody having fun. Like this was this movie did exactly what it set out to do. I think this is a good look for A twenty four as well because Last year, when you have like Lamb, and you know, how do you know if they had any other horror movies really last year? I can't really remember off the top of my head, but I don't know. You know, a movie like Lamb is very different than this type of horror movie. This is the more fun, campy, like literally laughing out loud and clapping in the theater (laughs) like like a seal like (laughs) (laughs) like people were loving this movie yeah Yeah, Um, for real i thought that we had a a absolutely great theater experience it kind of felt like everyone who was there knew what they were there for that's what i feel like like i mean you got to think about it in a24 slasher type movie that get like opening night everybody that's there is expecting the same thing i think love 
slasher movies. Yeah. And people love horror movies in general. And I think maybe that's why A24 sometimes has a hard time with some people not liking films like Hereditary or Midsummer or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, this is all like a slow build and tension and from, uh, in their opinion, no payoff. Right. And this movie is like, I would say split right down the middle between mm-hmm. being build up and the intention and then the second half being a complete payoff. Of yeah, the first. I would say so too. And I think that what makes this movie so good is like, even if this wasn't necessarily a, a straight up horror movie and like you didn't have that, you know, the last 30 minute, the payoff that happens at the end, I still think this movie is a great movie. Like I it works. This is a horror comedy. Yeah, no, sure. it really is. Like the first, like all the build up and everything, like in most horror movies, I feel like, or a lot of them at least, like it's just... It's just kind of waiting around rather than like delivering and giving you something, you know, to chew up while you wait for the payoff. And this this movie had that. And I, I really appreciate it. I that. feel a little dumb for what I said in a past episode about horror comedy not really being as prevalent. But I mean, just this year we've had Scream mm-hmm. and we've had Fresh and now we have X. Studio 666. Yeah, like. right. And then, I mean, inadvertently like stuff like texas chainsaw massacre and the new halloween being horror terror yeah they probably shouldn't have (laughs) been exactly Um, but i'm really happy with where we are right now um i have not seen the new scream i'm definitely going to because uh i wanted to see it because jenna ortega is in this Mm -hmm. movie so i was like okay i heard she was in scream so let me check that out but i think i'm gonna watch that one like today after the i've actually heard good things about it better than i thought i would so Mm -hmm. you never know but yeah this was just so much fun overall and i i if we could have spoke to the people in the theater after and like taking like an exit survey, like what did you think? Like <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone in there would be like, yeah, I had a good time. Just high fives all around. Yeah. Like, yeah. And everybody clapped. Hey, this like, is one of the more crowded A24 films we've been it in. It was, it was. That's for sure. I feel like we're used to just kind of going in there usually like three or four other people, but no, this is this is almost a full theater. It's a good one. I, I mean, I, I guess, I mean... Checking my my cinephile card here, I didn't realize that Ty West had so big of a following amongst horror fans. I didn't He's either. Not really someone I've heard about too often. I, I mean, I watched The House of the Devil mm-hmm. in preparation for this, but that name Ty West, even when I originally saw the trailer for X, I had never uh, heard of him before. Yeah, I was unfamiliar with who he was, and then when I looked him up and I saw that he did House of the Devil, that's the only one that I've seen of his. So, which I think that movie is a testament to a long build up with the you know very <laughs> oh, short payoff. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think that. His ability to kind of almost correct that was that's really cool. Like you know, he hit on this one hard. So. Definitely, uh, I kind of feel like House of the Devil and all the other horror films he's made. Even though I haven't seen them, so I mean, take my opinion with a grain of salt. That it's all been a culmination of this, mm-hmm. and he hasn't made a horror movie in a decade. He hasn't made a movie in six years. So I think that he's just been brewing and sitting and. I think he went back to what he enjoys most about movies, which is fun horror movies mm-hmm. like this from the 70s and the 80s. And this movie is like a love letter to, it the, is. to, the, to that whole genre and that time period. It's a total homage to the, you know, the retro slashers, the, the Texas Chainsaws, the Halloweens, the, the, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And what I will say about Ty West is um, from what I have seen from the House of, House of the Devil and X is that he loves like a... I guess they're period pieces, right? Yeah. Because House of the Devil is set in the 80s, and this one is set in, in the 70s. 70s. So, um, oh, and he, you know those uh, that film series VHS? It's yeah. Like a compilation? He did, did he, one he, of those, okay. right? And I thought I had seen nothing's, that. Nothing is more 90s than VHSs, Very right? Very true, yeah. So I think he really loves doing uh, horror period pieces, which I think, is a I lot can of, dig I think is a lot of fun. I think so, too. I think he did this one. He knocked this one out of the park, man. This movie is so much fun. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, before we get into the cast, bro, do you have anything else you want to just, like, opening thoughts or your your re- initial reaction, things like that? Um, no, I'm good. 
All right, cool, cool. Um, I definitely want to talk about this cast. I think everyone did a phenomenal job. I don't think anyone was miscast, and I think everyone um, really bought in and enjoyed what they were doing. (laughs) I I was watching an interview this morning, and uh, Kid Cudi was saying that they shot this during, like, the quarantine time still, Mm -hmm. so that them being together for that time and also being kind of trapped together at like outside of filming mm-hmm. that it, it did make it feel like a family environment and That's very cool. comfortable and i think that translated into the film because the this chemistry does have a lot of chemistry yeah, yeah for sure it's off the chain and i think it's funny because i know like before we went to see the movie we were kind of talking about like our uh i guess like our suspicions of the movie and how mm-hmm. anytime we see like a rapper's cast in a horror movie it's kind yeah. of a red flag mm-hmm. but kid cuddy fucking killed it yeah. he did a really good I job he did a, yeah uh, uh except job especially when his last performance was in don't look up and it was more of a j- it was like a joke yeah. inside of the movie that he was even there exactly. and he was playing like an exaggerated version of a celebrity which wh- whatever i didn't really enjoy that film but i think that this is probably his best acting work to date i mean i would have to go all the way back to how to make it in america that hbo <laughs> show that yeah. he's on um, I really enjoyed him in that as well. So it's been a long time coming, but I think Kid Cudi found his niche in horror movies. Very funny. He, um, he's a huge fan of horror movies. I've known that for a long time. Like, he loves Evil Dead and stuff mm. like that. So I think it's really cool that he got a chance to be. Yeah. No, he did a good job. He was so funny, man. What well, was a really surprising, um, I guess, casting? Or I hadn't seen her in a long time with Brittany Snow. Yeah. She came back. Yeah, she, she's, uh, she's like a... A comer and goer in like big movies, you know what I mean. And this is not a big movie, but she's been around for a better part of our lives, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I seen her was like John Tucker Must Die, and that was like early mid two thousands, like around the Mean Girl era. It's when, almost crazy. They still made movies like I that. almost consider that like a classic now. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that movie's funny. I did or at too. least I did when the the last time I had seen mm-hmm. it. I enjoy that movie. Um, and she's also in the Pitch Perfect movies yeah. as well. Have you guys ever seen yeah, those? Yeah, she is. I think those are kind of funny. I enjoy the first one. I really enjoy actually. I uh, think it's pretty funny. This is actually her third horror movie. Have you ever seen um, Would You Rather? Yes, I have. And Prom Night. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, she's she, in both of those. I didn't I realize that she's in Prom Night. That. And not just her. I think everybody prom but Kid Cudi has been in horror movies before. Like Mia Goth has been in like four. Suspiria, this is yeah. uh, Jenna Ortega's fourth movie. Britney Snow's been in two. Uh, Martin Henderson. He's uh, What's his name in the movie? Wayne, Wayne, right? He also has been in two horror movies before this. He was in the the original Ring. I don't know if you know That's that. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's pretty so sick. That I, I really just love that Ty West and this cast obviously have a big love for horror movies. And I think it really, I, I think it really shined. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think the most exceptional performance, though, is Mia Goth and Jenna Ortega for sure. You know what blew my mind? Did you know that Mia Goth played Pearl? Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I didn't well, know, I didn't that, know until, that until after. Yeah, but it it all, it honestly makes sense because when you're when you're watching the movie and you're looking at this character, you're like, this feels uncanny valley. Like, there's no, there's it's definitely prosthetic. <laughs> like, this is not an old person. <laughs> yeah, like, definitely. And I think that's like the whole point of the movie. Honestly, like it really worked because I saw some people talking about like it kind of took them out of it because you can tell that they were prosthetics. And I'm like, I think that's the point though, is to make these people look so fucking gnarly because like you know the whole idea of the movie is youth and the elderly people and how that you know goes hand in hand wearing a hockey mask doesn't take you out of the movie (laughs) but exactly like but it just it really worked for me because i mean dude like 
uh, just look so they're almost more like aliens than people you know what i mean yeah, like definitely it, it almost gives you like a vibe of um the hills have eyes yeah like like as if they're like mutated mm-hmm. people it's like they're so old that they're like decrepit like, and rotting there's just something <laughs> off about it and it just it i think it really it feels works. unnatural yeah it really works yeah i mean i think mia goth doing the dual performance between maxine and pearl is um I think it has a lot to do with like the actual theme of the mm-hmm. movie, which is like the jealousy that comes with of a of aging and how like when you're old. Well, I had told Roe on the ride back that I think it's cool about, uh, that horror can make any subject like very scary. Yeah. You can take anything like something as simple as getting old. And when you really think about it, it's terrifying as fuck. Yeah. And then it you really realize is. that they're so that these people are so hateful and jealous because they're missing their youth and they feel like they missed out. And I'm sure that's something that a lot of older people like feel, you yeah. know? So it's a very like real subject. And I love it. You get, you get that side of it and you get the juxtaposition of how younger people view old people like that. Yeah. Like it is almost like scary in a way. Like, you know what it's I mean? True. They look on them as a negative, like, you know what I mean? So there's a lot going on here between the, the older people and the younger people. Like it's just so much, it's, how do I say it? Um, it's very evident that, like, you can tell the young people, like you said, are scared of the old people or, like, how the young people take advantage of the old mm-hmm. people by lying to them. Yep. And, like, these are things that you see in real life mm-hmm. all of the time. And then Ty West just took it and he put it in a horror script. And it fucking worked. Cranked it up. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like having old people is such a trope in scary movies. It where, is. And it's usually something cheap like a jump scare. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you go around the corner and it's, like, some 90-year-old lady. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I feel like this movie did a really good job of, sub- of subverting, like, almost every horror trope you can think of and either giving it depth or just showing it in a completely different Doing light a little than bit you would different. normally see. Yeah. And I would think the main thing would be sex. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's what this movie is is about or it's a it's a plot device in this movie. It, it has a this movie says a lot of different things about sex. I don't really think it gives you any answers, mm-hmm. but it definitely leaves you with questions. Yeah, it I think it it, it views sex a lot differently than a lot, lot of other movies do and it brings like you said it bring, it shows a different light on it and it's it's really interesting. Yeah, like, it definitely. really is. I mean, I don't think it's giving you all these answers or like okay, this is how Ty West obviously feels about these things. But I think taking something like sex, which is usually just a stupid movie trope, and then making it an actual plot device was a really smart move. Yeah. Because, I mean, we all know if you've seen Scream or you've seen any horror movie and you're kind of like the people in Scream, you're like, bro, why are you having sex? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to die. But in this movie, it actually is part of the plot. So then it helps push the story along. And I just think it works really well, especially with... I don't know how heavy we're going to get into spoilers, but some of the most horrifying scenes in this movie have to do with sex Mm -hmm. and not in the way you would think. Yeah. Like not in an assault or an abuse type of way, but in a, in a straight, like horrific, terrifying manner. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) The voyeurism in this movie is, uh, is gnarly. I feel like you can feel like a, I feel, I feel like I've said this a couple different times on the pod already, but this movie kind of gave me like Hitchcock vibes, even yeah. though it's definitely, I don't think this is the kind of movie like Alfred Hitchcock would have made back in the so. day, but just like you said, that voyeurism between um, the Pearl, Pearl and Harold, I think is the old man's name. Yep. Uh, Howard. 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 Between Pearl and Howard, like those two characters gave me like that Hitchcock vibe yeah. of just like the stranger watching. Somebody's always away. watching yeah, like, exactly. yeah, some rear window shit. Definitely. Like, yeah, it's good, man. Like, oh, so good. So I thought getting back to the cast a little bit, I thought Brittany Snow gave a wonderful performance. Her character's name is Bobby Lynn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she has 
she plays like a veteran porn star or adult actor. Like you could tell this isn't her first. Very charismatic. Sure. Yeah. And I think she has a lot of autonomy and she's definitely like the smartest person in the room. Like mm-hmm. she's helping direct. She's acting her. She's performing really well in that sense. Um, <laughs> she's helping write the story. You yeah. know what I mean? Like she's very involved. Yeah. She's, she's hands on with used, everything, yeah. which I think is another thing that Ty West was really trying to get across with this movie was like women in this industry, uh, like being in charge, you yeah. know what I mean? And I like think saying was, yes and saying no to what you want. And even, you know, being in porn is very like taking control of your life. You he definitely tried I mean? to give them a more like empowering role than I think exactly. other movies like that touch on the subject do. So, yeah, that's for sure. And, um, who else did I want to talk about? I think we got to talk about the character RJ. <laughs> <laughs> the king of the cucks? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, his name's Owen Campbell, I believe. And uh, yes. He, he was in a horror movie, too. Let me pull that up. I have it right here. He did a good job. And one of my favorite parts about his character was, like, the, the meta film references that he would bring up. Yeah. You know what I mean? That almost, like, played into the movie itself. Like, yeah. it was just a really good vessel to use that, I think. So He was in Super Dark Times, bro. Remember we watched that movie, like, five years ago? Yeah. Yeah, he, he's in that, that movie. Um, that's a very cool movie, oh, yeah. too. That's a cool movie. Um, that's more, like, elevated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, quote, unquote. Like, it's got... A, it, it's an interesting movie, for sure. Interesting. Um, yeah, like you said, his character, he plays the director of the film. And I think that he's, like, a major hypocrite. That's... 100%. For one, like, that's one of my biggest issues with him as a character. Um, not that I dislike his character, but I just think it goes to show you how... Even if you are are in this industry of, like, sex work and stuff like that, like, there's still people within the industry who look down on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he says at one point that his girlfriend is, like, she's a good girl. And it's like, well, what are you saying about these other two girls? (laughs) You have no problem filming this. And you have no problem using this for for your own gain but then you also look down on it yeah. it's very hypocritical cuz like almost like the first you know the first third of the movie he's convincing not only himself but his girlfriend at the time like this is okay this is why this is okay and when the script kind of gets flipped on him he he just totally shuts down yeah. you know what i mean it's it's great I, I thought that was another interesting point to put in the story because this isn't a topic that you usually see no it's not yeah um he gave a wonderful performance Am I missing anybody that I really want to talk about? I mean, I know we're going to get into Mia Goth and Jenna Ortega even probably more in depth because I think they're more pivotal in this movie than anybody I mean, Martin Henderson as Wayne was phenomenal. Like, I really liked him. He was almost like, seemed like the dad of the group in a way. Like, he kind of held everybody together for a while. You know what I wanted to say? I thought he was the anti-Mikey Saber. (laughs) It's like two men in the same industry, but two different outlooks on life. You know what I mean? He was a very, I mean, he was honestly very respectful and gave good insight on some stuff. So I thought he was a good character. Yeah, I mean, he he wasn't a gold chain wearing scum, like scumbag. Yeah, he didn't seem like like he he was taking advantage of everybody. Like he set out, they they were all together to really do something unique and special. And I think that it was cool. What I thought was interesting and because like talking about Red Rocket is that, We've seen two movies now set in Texas about people who want more for themselves and turn to, to the, porn to porn yeah. to do it. And I just, I what's going on in Texas? Yeah. <laughs> There's not a whole lot going on out there. I guess that's why, right? <laughs> exactly. And every character in this movie kind of feels like they deserve more too yeah. from both sides, from our killers and from our victims. That you know was one I mean? of my favorite parts too about Mia Goss character is her affirmations that she constantly would give herself. And I just like, I, it was so good. Like, I like that part. That reminded me of Dirk Diggler. Yeah, yeah, for real. (laughs) This movie's got a lot of homages to filmmaking, films, and horror in like overall. And I, I think that's really cool. Is like you can always just tell when someone is really enjoying what they're doing, and I think that's definitely. I mean, 
it, it showed, and I respected the hell out of this movie, and I loved it a lot, and I know you guys did, too. Dude, yeah. Like, for <laughs> real. I don't know. Like, I really just can't get... Like, I've been thinking about it since we saw it on Thursday or whenever we saw it, but... Oh, my God. Like, it was just everything about it was so good. I want to go see it so bad again, dude. Definitely. Do you guys want to start getting into the movie a little more? Yeah, yeah. All okay. right, cool. Um, what do you want to do? Are we doing spoilers? Are we not doing spoilers? I would say tread light. We'll do light, light stuff. Like, don't give anything crazy away, but we can touch on some stuff. I like. I mean, I don't, we're 20 minutes in. I, I hope by this point we've convinced you to see this movie. And you know what? Pause this and go see this and come back and finish Yeah, because if we say something, I'm sorry. But... <laughs> Honestly, like, I will say that I was invested in this movie within the first, like, 15 seconds. Yeah. Like, the shot from out the barn, and, like, you can just see that there was a absolute carnage fest that took place. Because this movie starts the day after what we were, like, the actual movie. You know what I mean? Movie trope. Yeah, exactly. And you just kind of see, like, the aftermath, or, or you see a little bit of the aftermath, and it's just kind of, like, what happened here, you know? That's, isn't that the, how Texas Chainsaw Massacre starts? It might be because I've heard. Uh, I really I don't remember the carbon copy opening of it, but Probably. I don't. I don't. I haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre since I was a kid. I haven't so seen I that don't so long. How it starts? It I, I think it a few does. years ago, but I can't remember. It honestly. probably does. That would make sense because like it the the vibes that I got from this movie as soon as it started were Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like Devil's Rejects, like you just like something. This is not a good place. Like something bad happened here, and I was just I was with it, and the grain on the film and everything. Like it looks so good. The West. It like is per is perfect for westerns and horror. Have you? Yeah. Like, I feel like no, they were, and they're almost one in the same too, which is why I'm a little surprised we don't get more western horror movies. For but real, it's just something Bone about Tomahawk. open land, right? Yeah, yeah it's Bone it's, it's <laughs> so good. And I think that's how like even why Nope looks good. Like we're getting a yeah. little bit of that. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's isolation. It's the desolation. It's just the. I don't know because I think like people like maybe through urban legends and stuff like that you just you come up with shit like what the hell happens in the the house like you know a hundred miles away from everything else like mm -hmm. there can't be anything good going on out there definitely so it if, just kind of builds on that you got a big farm like you got prime horror movies yeah like it, it just works and everything's so old and and, and dusted like it, it was so good I think it always feels of a different time as well it does right? which I mean in this movie it actually is a different time we're looking back in time. But I just think that that open nature wilderness sets always give that idea of like, I think it's just the fear of the unknown. It, yeah, yeah, for real. Definitely. And they're gorgeous, too. Like, it's really pretty to look I at. I think this movie shot beautifully. This I think movie, it's a very good looking movie. I think the cinematography was off the chain. And it's one of the movies that I'll say that I really noticed the editing and how yes. the editing had an impact mm -hmm. on the film. Like, because everybody that's seen this, like, you know, it almost is like these pulse shots back and forth between scenes. Like, it'll it'll go like... You know, scene one, scene two, scene one, scene two, scene one, and then it goes straight into scene two. Yeah, flickers. Like, yeah, it's like, it's very interesting. And I, I can't think of many movies that use it, like use that kind of style of editing. Um, and I just thought it was really cool. I mean, if if anything, since we said, since you said, like, you haven't seen this before, I'm guaranteeing you if we go back to the 70s or 80s, that's probably where he got it from. Probably. I mean, there's there's got to be something that he took it from, but I, I just, it was unique to me, and I really like that. filmmaking gets progressively more boring the older it gets. It's like they already did all the interesting stuff back then, and now people don't do it anymore. Yeah, for, for real. And, like, even, like, the side-by-side -side shots, like, when they were singing The Landslide, and, like, you know, and just other parts, like, it was very, it was just really stylistic and cool, and it worked, I think, that, so. Yeah, that's a, one of the big buzzwords for this movie is like stylish. Mm -hmm. It definitely is. Yeah, hundred percent. Style coming out the ass, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> for, for real, for real. So we'll get into the plot a little bit. 
You want me to read the plot? Sure. I have it. Okay. So a group of actors set out to make sets out to make an adult film in rural Texas under the noses of their reclusive hosts. But when the elderly couple catches their young guests in the act, the cast find themselves in a desperate fight for their lives. So I mean, so it sounds like your basic horror movie, yeah. right? Which is what it is. It is. It is, yes. It, 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 is. it is like, if you can just, like, if you look at the bullet points of this movie, it's like every other horror movie. Yeah. But the way that it's executed in the editing and in the acting and in the storytelling, and I think in the villains, like, it's very fresh villains. Like, this yeah. is something that we haven't really gotten before, I feel like. These villains have a lot of humanity. Exactly. Like, it's 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 almost like, you know... You almost feel empathetic for these people because, in a way, and then it, you get too far. Obviously, and you don't <laughs> yeah, feel that way anymore. They're obviously going to take the next you, step. You get you get where they're coming from, and I think that that's why this movie works. Is it, it's nothing crazy or super unique from a from you know a story standpoint, but the way that it's executed and directed and acted is what really makes it hit. So definitely, I think giving those giving the villains in this movie humanity and actually making them like someone you can empathize with is a very smart move because so many of our classic horror villains or just horror entities in general, right? It's very empty. It's, it's just, just like, like pure okay. evil blackness. That's yeah. it. You yeah. know what I mean? You're a like, ghost. You're a demon. You're, you're bad. You're Michael Myers. You don't talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, in these people, like you, you learn some of their backstory and you see that these two characters have love for each other and they do care about things and, you know, they have regret and they have, you know, whatever. And I, it's just very unique. It's cool. I mean, when you take when you're watching this movie and you take into account that okay, obviously this is like ridiculous because you know because <laughs> yeah. being old and then jealous and then deciding you're going to become murderers because of it is a very illogical it's step, like right? Old jealousy and a hint of dementia. it's obviously a like a logical step in real life, right? Yeah. It doesn't make sense, but I just think that. Because it's something like I haven't seen before, and I mean, hey, maybe if you're listening to this and you've seen something similar to this, let us know because yeah. I would love to see another movie like mm-hmm. this. But I just think that that was a really smart move to do that. I think so too, because I think like going into this, I know we had talked about it. Like, is this going to be like? Is there demons? Is there devils? Like, is there something to do it with was that? Getting off a of supernatural. Vibe it was, sure. and the fact that it was like no, it just stayed grounded. I think that's what really made it work. Like one of my. Um favorite little undertones that i guess we already know obviously if you've really looked into this movie that they had record they recorded like a prequel for this and then they're thinking about doing stuff after so this is going to be like a franchise apparently um but the religious undertone even like the fact that she like takes off um jenna ortega's character takes off her cross to oh, when she, she wants to participate yeah. um and then just the guy on the TV that we constantly see and what he's saying and um, how they match cut into the um, the scenes a lot. And um, I think that's why I want to watch it again. I want to be able to pay more attention to specifically what he says and more parts that I was kind of just letting it go, more enamored with the visuals. But I do think that um, that's going to be more touched upon on the, the stuff, the prequel that we're getting and whatever else we get after. I think so, too, because, I mean, that seems like that's the main, that's a big driving force of the movie and why I feel like Pearl is in the situation that she's in is mm-hmm. because she didn't, 
take those risks when she was younger and do the things that she wanted to do probably because of religion or whatever. And she sees, you know, these people doing the complete opposite and what she wanted to do. And that's, that's where everything comes from. So yeah, you're right. I'm very curious to see what, how they're going to expand on that. It takes the classic horror strategy of using religion in a very dark, evil way. Yeah. (laughs) Like making it like a cult or like as it, it would make it seem like this is a religious cult, even though this is like some televangelist back in the seventies on TV Mm -hmm. spouting the the good the, the good word that's something you this is something you always get in movies and i've seen a few movies recently with that that uh trope of like someone being a, like taking off from a religious cult and things like that <laughs> benedetta <laughs> oh. what do you mean <laughs> no just that it's like really about religion oh <laughs> religion and sex no. okay, <laughs> they don't mix have you seen uh the lodge no, I have not. Okay, that's a movie that has like a similar uh, story to it of like people escaping from these religious cults. And I, I mean, if you watch like documentaries on these religious cults in real life, like this shit's terrifying. I mean, bro. fucking what? Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix escaped from one of those. You know what I mean? Like, it is crazy. Um, but since you guys talked about Pearl and we talked about Mia Goth. I think this is really the time to get into like how wonderful her performance is in this movie. She I mean, she really shines as Pearl. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, she gives a good performance as Maxine, which is her character's name in this movie, but as Pearl's where she really steals the show. And because I didn't know until after that she was doing it, the dual roles, yeah. I just was... It really took me by surprise. It's like, damn, she she's borrowing from the Tilda Swinton book. Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. I will play two characters. Exactly. Damn, I ain't seen this since the Nutty Professor. Yeah. <laughs> Is this Suspiria? But uh, no, for real. Like, she really did shine. And I think that, like you said, the fact that I didn't know, because I was doing research and I was like, well, who the hell played Pearl? Because I just wanted to know. I was like, obviously, it was probably a younger person. And I, I was Mia Goth. I was like, there's no way. But I think that's really cool. And uh, I don't know. I think our introduction to, to Mia Goss' character is really good, too. Like, you can tell that she's doing her affirmations. She's snorting her coke. And she's just, she's ready to, move, like, do something with her life. Yeah. To be somebody else. And I think that, I don't know, that's, it's, it's really good. She had a really good performance. I think that performance is Pearl and the fact that she's acting against herself in a lot of these scenes. Is real, it really shows her range as an actor. And this is her first main role in a movie. She's been in a lot of movies, but she never played the main character. And in this, she's front and center. And mm-hmm. I just think that it really it really was like a star showing. You know what I mean? I think this is going to make a big name for her and putting her in hopefully a lot more horror movies because I love that her and Jenna Ortega are like the new Scream Queens, yeah. like Jamie Lee Curtis or something like no, that. No, they, they do a great job, so it works. Definitely. Um, I think one of my favorite parts with her just that really sh- like to me showed her acting ability was when she kind of meets Pearl for the first time and yeah. they're drinking the lemonade and you see how com- how uncomfortable Mia Goss' character is, Maxine, and she's just chucking that lemonade. Like, you can just tell, like, I was like, wow, all right, here we go. Like, here we go. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, um, she said that Mia Goth had worked with Ty West. Like, they talked on the phone every day for months and, like, for hours at a time just, like, talking about Pearl and Maxine and what they wanted to do. And... I just, I just think that that really shows you that they put a lot of care into this character where maybe if they had had a different cast of people who weren't so into horror movies, this movie wouldn't have been as good. Maybe not. Because even Martin Henderson, like I heard him saying that he was like, I didn't do that much to prepare for this movie because I kind of thought it was just going to be like another horror movie. And then like when I realized like how special it was, what we were making, that it kind of made him pick up his game. Like, okay, like let's, let's really do this. Like I'm, cool. I'm in on this, but... Mia Goth from day one was like, okay, like, fuck yeah, I'm ready Let's to do, do it. this. And I, that performance is amazing. Mm-hmm. 
It really was. Her by the end. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. So bad. And she is going to reprise the role in um, the prequel. Yeah. Which I, perfect. Like, I don't want you to change that at all. And I'm excited to see more. I'm excited to get more of this universe. Me too. I, I think it's badass that this is going to be its own franchise now. I, it's great that something original now gets to become a franchise instead yeah. of just rebooting uh, already existing IP and then be like, okay, we're going to make three more of these. Like, at least it's original. I'll always give the benefit of the doubt. To and and, and if your first movie's going to be as good as this is, I'm going to stand by it. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll ride with you through however movies you want to make in this yeah, universe. Definitely. So I mean, as long as they don't do like an Army of the Dead route and give it a TV show and an anime spinoff yeah. on top of the other two movies, like, I think I'll be happy. <laughs> no, for real. Oh man! Um, the performance of Howard in this movie, I thought, was very chilling and creepy as he, well. And that's like, yeah, because I mean, you meet him first before you meet Pearl, and dude, like, he's got one tooth in the middle of his mouth, <laughs> like <laughs> gerbil, dude. Yeah, like, what the fuck? So many liver spots, dude. Like, it's crazy. But he's also played by uh, somebody that's not that old. He's played by what's his name, Stephen Year, or Year, or something like he's that. Definitely not like ninety. No, right? he's not. So. Once again, like, just the prosthetics really gives you this fucked up, like, who the hell is this person? Like, just no way this person's alive kind of thing. <laughs> but I know, right? This is, like, if the, if these are real people, I'd be like, this is inspired casting. Like, yeah. man, you had to find, this person probably never acted before. Like, you went through all <laughs> the old folks' homes to find these people. Oh, like, my God. You yeah. Yeah. Like, like, you, you, you had to get the nurses sign off on their slip every day so they could leave. No, dude, it was terrifying. <laughs> and I do think, like, us as the audience... We're proving a lot of the points of this movie because when you see, like, the older people being intimate or just how, like, scary they're looking, people, like, we're fucked up, dude. People were, like, laughing their ass off, dude. And I'm like, this is totally going against what this movie's trying to tell you, yeah. like, how terrifying this is. And you're seeing two old people having sex and people are like, <laughs> you're like, this is fucked up, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> just goes to show you, man. Like, yeah. even us who's enjoying it and thinks we're understanding the movie, we can't help ourselves can't. To, to laugh. No. It's, to it's, feel cringe about what we're seeing in front of us. It just goes to show, like, you know, the point of the movie is, you know, people do feel like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Whether or not you want to admit it or not, that shit's nasty as fuck. I know, dude. It's been a long time since I've heard people ooing and aahing in the movies like mm -hmm. that. Like, ugh! Yeah. Ugh. Like, just, it, I had so much fun. I think I legitimately had, like, six or seven audible gasps in that movie. I was like, <gasps> Like, oh my god! I know that we were just like hitting each other the I whole fucking say, I movie. I think my left uh, arm had a, a bruise on it the next day from how Nate was like, oh, I like, oh my god! <laughs> of course I see this. <laughs> I oh did something god. I never normally do, which is I actually clapped at one point. Like, I had a boot, oh, right? <laughs> yeah. and people on the other side of the theater started clapping too. <laughs> They're like, oh shit, we just let these loose now. Let's go. People were with it. I mean, I honestly like I can't think of a theater experience like that where because normally like when people are like talking or like making a lot of noise or clapping or doing whatever like it honestly kind of bugs me a little bit but this movie was just perfect for it like there's a scene where Jenna Ortega basically like cuts down a door you know what I mean and it's a reference to The Shining and I know like Roe was like he's like here's Johnny and some other dude's like here's Johnny and the whole audience laughed it just worked like he totally butchered it too the guy who said it all loud <laughs> they gave him the cheap applause yeah. people will be entertained by anything but it was it seriously was just so much fun dude like I think well let's talk about some of the kills I don't really want to get into detail how do you explain these kills like Step by step, right? You can't, but it's a slasher movie. Mm -hmm. You already know most of these people are going to die. Um, but 
I think that they came up with a lot of different creative, like funny, scary, interesting ways to show these kills. Gory. It was, the gore was there. The like, gore is out of control yeah. in this movie. I, I, I was reading that some people said that they wish there was more gore. And I was like, oh, I was always going to feel Yeah, that exactly. Way. I was like, I think it worked out pretty well. Like, it really was. Like, the first kill was absolutely brutal. <laughs> RJ, oh my God. Dude, Jesus. Yeah, dude. That dude um, had a. <laughs> I felt like that moment in the film had a. Oh, like a. A scene homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre because you know at the end when he Leatherface is like on the like the highway and he's just like spinning around. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, Mia Goth as Pearl gives this dance performance. Like I was like, it's Girl Joker. It's like, Joker, Joker dance. Joker dance. <laughs> but I was like, I kind of pictured it in my head as like this is like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but because it's not some young burly giant of a man, it's this old lady that like the dance is going to be a lot different mm-hmm. and. I just think that it was like a cool a cool homage to something I had seen before, but in a totally different way. Yeah, no, it worked really well. It was just, it was unsettling, like it really was. Yeah, dude, most of the kills in this movie were either, yeah, shocking or unsettling, dude. And that's why, that's why I really think it worked, because, I mean, I don't think there was a kill in this movie that you didn't see, like, coming. Like, you kind of expected everything to happen. Mm-hmm. There was one or two where I, like, predict, I, like, looked at you. And yeah, like, you're like, this is what's going to happen, like, and it happened. Going to happen. And it still fucking worked. <laughs> and, like, yeah. and because of, like, that kill that you're talking about specifically, the editing in that, because you get the first, like, plunge in into the dude's face and then you go to a separate scene and then all of a sudden it's just a quick cut back to like the the pitchfork being taken out of his face and it's like oh my god so brutal yeah this movie definitely didn't hold back and i i love that but i i guess you could say you want more gore you could say that about anything right yeah. what, more blood splatter or more effects and things like that but the you pre- can't really go that overboard honestly it starts to become ridiculous yeah the predictability of those kills is like that's where the style really comes in, mm-hmm. I think, or the direction of Ty West, or the way that um, they invested into their characters. Going going back a little bit to the the beginning, um, I really liked how we got that that obviously something bad had gotten here, but then we just joined them into the like the van, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the next scene? And um, I really liked the introduction. You guys did a good job talking about like Kid Cudi, but his introduction in this movie is really good. Just kind of like a laid back character, but the gas, the gasoline, like when they're putting gas, I yeah. thought that was really funny. That, that was how <laughs> she, uh, that's where Britney Snow's character takes control. She's like, why don't you put the camera down here? <laughs> make, make it look like it's his dick. Yeah, make it look like it's his dick. And then he just kind of, Kid Cudi's character kind of just lays back like he's peeing. So, uh, but I, I just wanted to bring up those tonal changes, like just um, three minutes before that, four minutes before that, we were seeing that it was obviously going to be a b- bloodbath. And um, maybe, or now that I'm remembering, there's also, I think, maybe the scene where, um, is she talking to herself, the um, Maxine? Back before when they were in like in the strip club or whatever. Yeah, yeah like yeah. where she's, we get the first scene of her kind of hyping herself up yeah. and how we see how wild she is. Mm-hmm. Um, but just that, like just the, the juxtaposition between the beginning, like you said, we were, I was invested between um, 10 minutes. Like this is, this is already touching a bunch of bases, really funny. Um, and then once it did go into the predictability, which took a while, I thought. Mm-hmm. It didn't necessarily um, give you that really quick. Like, I felt like you guys had talked about, because you recently saw the, uh, the what is it called? His, House is of it, the Devil. How that, that payoff is, like, the opposite. Like, it's almost like, a, are you sure something's going to happen in this movie? Because, like, you only got ten more minutes or whatever. And in this, it felt like um, they're almost letting you think it was going to go that way. But then all of a sudden, once it turned on, it turned Oof. on. Yeah. 
Definitely. And they're and like I was saying, like I, I really enjoyed the build up, like the establishing of everybody and like everything. Like I really enjoyed like the alligator scene was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, like the way that it built tension and like it was just really good, man. Um since you brought up Kid Cuddy, I wanted to bring up his character's name because I thought it was hilarious. Um his porn name is Jackson Hole. <laughs> I never even read that. So. Uh, he's the male star of the production. Yeah, and what I really liked about him and talent. I wrote this in my notes was that I thought he was like the the perfect epitome of seventies cool you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like he's a vietnam veteran he's smoking weed he's got the cool outfit the fro porn star, yeah he's got the porn stash yep. and he's also like most of the characters in this movie he's not stupid which i think is important for good mm. horror is that like when we get to the uh what do you call it? like a, the farm for the first yeah. time he's the first one to be suspicious of what's going on mm-hmm. especially because he just spent two tours in vietnam he's like I don't know, dude. This like right. this does seem sketchy, and like he's the one who's, uh, I would say, most worried about something happening mm-hmm. because just because he is a, like a veteran and all that. And I thought that was a really smart move because I don't know, you, like you, like we said, when you cast like musicians or rappers or people who are not really actors into stuff, sometimes the role is treated like that. And I didn't feel like Kid Cudi's was. I thought it was like a perfect balance. I think so too. That's a good point. It was written for an actor, and he did a good job. Yeah, I I do know that he. He's obviously been in a couple of other movies. He's for a long time tried to better himself as an actor. And I just think sometimes you just put, like, it's really hard to better yourself, but also get put in movies that aren't very good. Just right. like how, like, that's the energy you bring, like, whatever the cast matches. And I think this is the first time that he's with the cast that uh, you guys have talked about it, that they all love horror and he loves horror. And he felt like it was, he could be more of, like, almost himself in this way. But going back to. This is obviously, I think, is his best role. Like, no question. But Not Need for Speed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I wanted to bring up the scene of him when... Um, Harold, you guys? Hank? Oh, no, Harold, Howard. Howard, Howard. Harold Hank Howard. <laughs> is looking Triple for his, H. his wife. Um, and Kid Cudi helps him. And I just thought it was funny. I told Nate, actually, before we started the podcast... Um, what does he tell him that he's going to... Oh, he's like... Because he, he's standing Once there naked. Once a Marine, always yeah. a Marine. Yeah. He's like, I'll go help you. He's and like, then he goes, I yeah, because he's standing there naked. He's like, I need to go get my skivvies on. <laughs> 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 he's just funny, man. Like, he had a couple, like, different scenes. And it wasn't even necessarily, like, what he was saying, but just his mannerisms and what he was doing. Like, when he was getting ready with the scene with Jenna Ortega, and he was doing the push-ups off in the corner. Or so after good. he finished the scene with Brittany Snow, like, when he's just staring out the window with his hands on his hips, like, butt-ass naked. Yeah, like, actually, I'm the man. <laughs> It's just so funny, dude. Um, it works so well. Brittany Snow, speaking on Kid Cudi, had said that she thought the role wouldn't have worked as well if they hadn't gotten somebody that was like such a gentleman in real life, and that Kid Cudi was really um, good to work with, and that he had a good work ethic. He's very respectful of everybody, and just very friendly, and brought, helped bring that vibe to the movie. And I think he's also one of the people in this movie who helps get the message across of like, okay, just because these people are adult actors they're not any different than anybody else. And I think he helps carry that, carry that across his too, because he's not like some scumbag. Mikey, right. Mikey Saber. Exactly. Type of yeah. Dude, you know what I mean? That's one of my favorite parts of the movie is that scene where they're all kind of talking and they're speaking to Jen Ortega's character about all that. Church mouse. Church mouse. Church mouse. <laughs> yeah. That's a good time to bring her up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I think Mia Goss says it, but she's like, what, do you think we just all don't have any morals or anything? Like, you don't think that we're just human beings too? Like, just, you know what I mean? Like, it's good. It's 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 really good. Yeah, I think Jen Ortega's character also is a, a flip on a trope, mm-hmm. right? And I think everybody in this movie is doing something to either subvert or change the idea of what 
you're normally going to expect. Like, she plays this Christian conservative girl who kind of, it's portrayed that she's maybe sees herself as better than these people or um, almost she comes, shouldn't even be here. Almost comes off as a prude yeah, in the beginning. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And um, she's RJ's girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. And she's trying to help him with his his dream or whatever she's like the boom mic operator yeah she then she starts to understand the like his hypocrisy you know and you find out that her um her attitude isn't really of sticking up her nose at these people it ends up being curiosity and i think that that is something we are starting to get more in movies now is that like these people who are repressed it's like these are actually like the biggest freaks (laughs) because they're so damn repressed their whole lives you know what i mean so yeah she decides she wants to be in the movie and that sets off a big rift between her and RJ, RJ who we already talked about like, being <laughs> what, a hypocrite. You know, one what of I the mean? funniest scenes is after you know. So obviously, she decides to do a scene in the movie, and then RJ just fucking freaks out and starts crying in the shower. <laughs> Which was another oh another time in the That's movie so when yes, I was laughing, but I also took myself out of the film, and then I became aware, and I'm like, look, this theater is laughing at a grown man who expressed his feelings and is hurt. And <laughs> this is being played for the most laughs. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, isn't this hilarious? Every, and the dude cries shitting the on the dude because your girlfriend wanted to do porn. <laughs> like, oh my god! But, yeah. Dude, he, he, how hypocritical! Right? But if you're gonna be a porn director, like, how can you not be okay with that? Because it's hypocrisy. That's, that's yeah. the, the the counter with the character of um, Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, Wayne is that. His girl's in the movie, and he's executive producing. Yeah, he's, he literally goes, it's business. It's like, business. It is he, what it he is. He said he'd have sex with <laughs> He doesn't see it. As, and I think even he uh, says it really funny when we get his uh, really violent scene, which the whole theater was like anticipating for. We all have seen it before, but it never gets old. It's still everybody's um, fear walking in the dark, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, but even as he's getting to that scene, he was just talking about He's like, how do you think I lay so much... Uh, Good pipe all this time. He's like, I'll, I'll oh. teach you the formula, RJ. He's like, yeah. Yeah, come out of there. That, that it's an art form being yeah. around so many beautiful women. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I think uh, th- that uh, like J- Jenna Ortega's character, usually in another slasher, would obviously sometimes even be the one that comes out being the only one alive mm-hmm. because it's kind of, it almost in a way is kind of teaching you this is why these things are bad. Like, this is why you shouldn't be porn star. And, like, in this movie, uh, like, subverts that like you guys said and just kind of like makes the character now side with them and Mm -hmm. now there's only the person who was on their side now becomes the one that's isolated and that's why i um is the first kill i mean for a long time horror movies did what the gym teacher and mean girls did it's like do not have sex in the woods (laughs) you will you you will die (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) exactly or like slasher films like we talked about um just like everything was just like around revolved around teenagers doing stuff they're not supposed to be doing or like oh you guys are having sex with the baby like the babysitter's having sex you know and of course you you didn't wash the door and i i just think this movie yes it has all those slasher things that we've talked about but and the term that everybody doesn't really like, it's like it, it brings in those elevated horror themes with actual themes that we, a big theme that everybody can relate to, and it's getting old. Yeah. And I think um, it's it's true. There's going to be a point where we're all going to be wrinkly and think we're disgusting. Some and, ugly motherfuckers. And you're going to see somebody who's, yeah, we're going to be some ugly motherfuckers, and you're going to see some really attractive young people. And it, I wouldn't bug me, but it is, it is funny to think that it could... It could be that bad that mm-hmm. it could bug you and it could be that personal. And that might be all tied in again to the religious stuff that, again, Jenna Ortega's character seems to drop in this um, 
I guess, revelation of a film that she's, she's in. She's kind of the only one who really has an arc in this movie. Almost. Of not being the same person who she was before. True. I mean, Mia Goth has the biggest, like, overarching arc. I mean, at this point, she's going to have an arc through mm-hmm. movies. Right. But... Jenna Ortega's character, Lorraine, definitely has the biggest character change from beginning to end in this one. I would agree. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I thought Jenna Ortega gave a hell of a performance, even though it was so subdued in the first half. I think she lays down one of the best horror screams I've seen in a yes. long time. Right? Yes. And then all I was thinking when we were watching it, because we did blow out a couple weeks exactly. ago. I was like, please be real. Please be real that this isn't some ADR mm-hmm. and you got some other actor to do this. But... I'm sh- you can probably if you type in X, I'm sure you're gonna find this picture somewhere. But that scream of straight terror, like it took me back to Shelley Duvall in The Shining. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, this is so good, and I just I hope Jenna Ortega stays in horror. I mean, yes, I want her to do other things as well, but I think she gave a really phenomenal performance. And <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but one of the best screams I've heard. In no, a for movie real. Like I, I I thought the same thing when when that scream happened. I was I I think I even saw like your face. You're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's good. Dude, something I haven't done something like this in a long time. At one point, I had my hands over my eyes like this, like ah. And it was because it's like I knew something was gonna happen, and I, I was like, this is inevitable. You can't stop these things in these types of movies. Why am I so scared? <laughs> but <laughs> it, I just had so much fun. It, yeah, dude, it was it was fucking awesome. Like, and like, dude, I don't even know. Like, this is this is a spoiler. This is a spoiler. But the end when when Jenna Ortega's character gets popped and then they're dragging her back inside and the old dude dies of the heart attack like it was yeah. just so yeah. good, dude. That's I what I the effects are really good as well. Too. Mm-hmm. Like that looked good. They did look really yeah. good. That's it what did. I was gonna bring up. Actually, it's funny. Like the difference in kills, I think, is what really works in this movie. You get the regular ones that you would you would think would be in any slasher, but then you get kills of very like where they are in the setting, like Texas, and then you get. You get Honestly, Looney Tunes type kills. <laughs> and then you, that's what I was going to say. And then you get like, I don't know if I want to spoil it. I'm just going to like, like the way that one of the characters basically gets laid out towards the end is basically, oh, you, we already said they're of old age. So it just would make sense that that's exact. Or well, both of them actually, it just would make exact sense that that's how like, yeah, I, they can't be Freddy or Jason because this is like, because of their age. And I just thought, those parts become really funny, but then in a, in the same way that you were talking about, it's almost like it's not supposed to be funny. Though. Yeah, because <laughs> she has all this hate for this person, but the fact that her body's giving up on her and like up here she's just as young, you know, but her body's already like I I, I like you can, you, can, you can barely hold this up. This yeah, dude. And but that like I I really like that, and you've talked about the the gator, mm-hmm. and it, we get that payoff with the gator, and then that is like one of them like just to juxtapose how many like different of kills we get. This here. this movie I think had a lot of really good setups, like it set itself up for a lot of really good payoffs, like in the beginning the the loaded versus unloaded gun type tro mm-hmm. like would happen at the end, and then when Howard is walking around the grounds and he's like I need to find my wife, she might fall and break her hip and then what happened you know yeah. what i mean like it's just really good setups like it all works really well this was this was a damn good time it's fucking awesome man you guys have a lot more you oh i have something i need to say about this movie because it brought up something else that happened outside of this movie and just the movie world in general so this movie was filmed in new zealand okay right? interesting right and i think that's hilarious because we just had a few weeks ago Sam Elliott and the <laughs> Jane Campion no. debacle about oh like oh how are you going to film Montana and Texas uh, <laughs> in, in New, New Zealand, Zealand right and it's like if you watch this movie there's no way you would think that this wasn't Texas or something yeah like I mean that. exactly like and I just was like I, all I could think about is like 
You dumb LOL, ass. you idiot. You dumbass. He's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, dude. Like, you know how movies are made? Yeah, it's like, almost like places with the same climate look exactly the same. Yeah, wow. <laughs> like, you're telling me that Lord of the Rings is filming in New Zealand and not Middle Earth? Like, yeah. this is some bullshit. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Wait, like, Dune wasn't filmed on Caladan? Yeah, yeah he's like, you old ass son of a bitch. Come on. Like, so I, I had to bring that no, up. No, that's I funny. That, so that, funny. Is, that is a good like, point. I was like, wow, another, hold this L, Sam Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Elliott. Yeah, Sam Elliott. <laughs> That's so good. No, I really don't think I have that much more to say because I think I would just start going into bigger spoilers and stuff like that. So, Oh, uh, one other thing I did want to say is that I thought it was interesting that this is only A24's second slasher movie. And what's considered the first? The Green Room. Do you oh. consider that a slasher? I mean, it has slasher elements. I guess. But it, I, I've never really, like a thriller. I've never really thought of it like that. But, I mean, you could consider it, I guess. But interesting. And then two other uh, things I wanted to bring up was that the movie is called X because of the MPAA rating system mm-hmm. back in the day. So from 1968 to 1980, there was an X rating. And um, porn directors and distribution companies would use that loophole as a way for them to get their movies into theaters. And that's why you don't have porn in theaters anymore. Mm-hmm. And why we have the NC-17 and R rating because it caused actual films to be uh, censored and considered R. And then once they got rid of X, they made it NC-17. And then the difference was that with NC-17, you have to have your movie trademarked. And with X ratings, you didn't have to have it trademarked. Interesting. So they kind of, they closed that loophole. And then that's why the movie's called X. Just to, it's like a, it's a homage to that time. That's right. And then the other interesting thing is that the the porno inside of the movie that they're making called The Farmer's Farmer's Daughters Daughters is a 1976 pornography. Oh, is it actually? Oh, that's funny. I'm sure it's not supposed to be like they're making that movie. Right. But yeah, there is a movie called that. (laughs) One out of five on Letterboxd. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? Indiana Bones? (laughs) Oh, oh, uh, what was it? Alabama, Alabama Jones and the jo- Busty Crusade. <laughs> oh I my god! To bring that up in the Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but I had a phenomenal time. I gave this a. F- I mean, I I want to eventually shed the rating system because. I don't know. I think rating a movie one to five or one to ten just doesn't make sense to me. But I I did give this a five just based off of my feeling walking out of the movie. I had so much fun. I was slightly scared. I laughed. I cried. You know what I mean? Like I I had a phenomenal time at the theater. Yeah. I I mean, if I had to rate it, I would give it like a four and a half or a five. Like it is. It's in my opinion for the type of film it is. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, I seriously had so much fun watching this movie like i i can't get over it like i, I just like i still relish in just being in that theater watching the movie for the exactly. first time with I think you guys this is the whole the slasher of this time like this is yeah, what we're gonna look at for sure like, it was another it was another proving point that like look you could still do something new and like just the fact that this really is like so up our alley like our bread and butter like a good fucking a24 slasher like you know like it's just it's exactly what i wanted it's exactly what i needed like go see this damn movie it's go see it in theaters because seriously it's it's such a fun one to go see it's gonna be a lot of fun if there's other people in there ready to have a good time mm-hmm. for real uh closing thoughts i just wanted to say um i hope Whatever new slashers come out or anybody writing that's in school that takes a lot from this movie, I hope that we're kind of done seeing the regurgitated same format to most slashers. This really proves that they could be done better and still be a really, really big homage on stuff that it's based off of. But you could just add other elements to it or just have characters like a sarcastic cares. Um, I think hopefully this movie changes that. I think if you're a horror um fanatic yeah junkie um i know that sometimes 
people, this is like a joke on the new scream. And when you guys see it, maybe you guys will get this, but it's kind of like comparing elevated horror with like slashers. And this just kind of proves that they're both still under the same, like the branch of horror. And I think this film, if you're into slashers and into the kills and into stuff that you just really love about all of the classics, you're going to get you're going to get that in this. But if you're also into like A24's art housey look at stuff, you're going to get that, too. And very well executed and very well mixed. And I think that's why this movie's going to really develop even I, like I, I think the people who really like are like really gonna stand for it are really gonna love it for a long Mm -hmm. time because that's how i feel about it in terms of um it just gives me the best of both and i hope a20 like a24 is making this a franchise and i can't wait to see where this goes and i just hope you know we halloween and all that stuff just dies off (laughs) and we just can kind of get more original stuff that's you know just brings all this element to it because there's really this is like really fun to watch pearl Pearl, 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 No, exactly. Man. Yeah, I mean, I definitely hope we get rid of the term elevated horror, and I know, I'm sure I've used it before on this pod. Um, it's just because I don't really have another way of describing things, but then the more I think about it, I think that it's not so much that it's elevated horror as in this material is so much better than something else, because it's not, no. honestly. I do think it's... It's elevated directing. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like it's you have to get people who love this stuff to make it. And I think that's when it becomes elevated, quote unquote, like Robert Eggers and Ari Aster and Julia Ducournau and Ty West. Like these people really do They're love this stuff about and it. they see it like it is five star material, like it is the deep or, you know, whatever. Like mm-hmm. and that's important to have people who really want to make movies that they enjoy and they think are just as good as your quote unquote dramas or tragedies or you know anything yeah. like that and it's it's true like as long as you get people who love making these things and you give them the freedom to do it i think you're gonna get something good and I it's not so that too. it's elevated it's just made with love it's fucking good like, <laughs> i think yeah it, it's it's that what he was just saying sorry to cut you off but um it's 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 elevated storytelling they they added depth to these characters that usually people like yes we're watching this movie or whoever's into the the porn like they kind of even joke about in the movie like they just want to see us naked but not necessarily not always like just because it's something crude doesn't mean it can't be elevated to actually the characters have depth and this is what this movie does it gives its characters the depth that a drama would give its characters, the, the, the depth that cinema gives to its characters that not necessarily in this type of genre. And I, and that's like, and I, and I agree with you that it's kind of offensive sometimes to call it elevated because it kind of puts down like other horror and like stuff that I really like too. But I think it is elevated storytelling. And it's just because like adding more dynamic to the characters, obviously Jackson Hole was just <laughs> supposed to be a porn star, but here he's not. Here he's a he's a he's a military veteran and he's he's witty you know and mm-hmm. I think stuff like that is what really makes this movie pay off so I agree with you and I I just hope they take that formula yeah. and know to add like you don't have to bring Larry Strode back to yeah. get me invested like you you could make these new characters like just as good facts like I I think you can tell like we talked about this movie was made with a lot of love from the director standpoint from the acting standpoint and I think what we saw in the theater from the audience standpoint like this is a movie that there's no way does not become a quote classic like this is this is that kind of movie and I think this movie will be and stay around for a long time definitely um 
Yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up, right? Yeah. yeah I'm so. sure we could probably continue to go on, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but it's just going to get extra spoilery and extra <laughs> yeah. spoilery. This movie was exactly what I wanted. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> made dude. for yeah. the people. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is yeah, this was made for the people. <laughs> this was I feel like if you everybody talks about if um, they give you like what would you make? This is like something you like give this. It, uh, somebody who you hang out with, they give the money to make something that you'd want to love like love to see and Good. That's what they should be doing. Yep. Yeah, give right? movies to people who want to <laughs> really want to make them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Please. <laughs> but give me more. I don't understand why you don't know this. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, right, guys. So once again, uh, like, comment, subscribe if you're on YouTube or if you're on Spotify. Leave us a follow. Um, DM us at the Grand Cinema Hotel on Instagram if you have seen this or if you want to see this. It's opening wide in 2,500 theaters, so I think you'll get it. I'm pretty sure you'll get a chance. It's all to over see the place right now. Yeah, yeah if you're interested. Um, we can't recommend this movie enough. No way. You guys definitely need to go see, go see this shit. Oh, dude. yeah. Thank you, A24, for making this movie. Yeah. One of the ones that is vastly disposed, like, that we could find. Because I cannot imagine having to have waited a month and a half <laughs> for this died. one. Yeah, because I love this movie. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right, guys. What a good one. Thanks for checking in. We're checking out Grand Cinema Hotel X. Go see it. Bye-bye. Later. See ya.